What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. Today is uh, Friday, February 3rd, 2023. Here's some of the things that are going on. Um, I guess I'll start with an apology. I apologize for telling you about uh, Punxsutawney Phil and saying there's going to be six more weeks of winter. Now, that's what a lot of people around the United States really look at. It's like, oh, well, what's Punxsutawney Phil say? And I didn't even think about, didn't even realize that we have a predictor right here in Michigan. And that's Woody the Woodchuck. Well, Woody the Woodchuck made a prediction for the season during the Howell Nature Center 25th annual Groundhog Day celebration just yesterday. And despite clear skies and sunshine, Woody wasn't scared by her shadow back in and backed into her and back into her den, uh, meaning that she didn't see her shadow and spring will come early. So whatever you want to believe, whether it be Punxsutawney Phil or Woody the Woodchuck, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Uh, some other things about uh, the Groundhogs. You know, yesterday was Groundhog Day. Hopefully you had a chance to watch Groundhog Day. But if you buy into all the uh, Groundhog Day folklore, you better keep the mittens around because uh, Punxsutawney Phil said, yeah, six more weeks of winter, but uh, he's been right only about 40% of the time, which is statistically, statistically that is, lower than if you decided just by flipping a coin. For what it's worth, though, the real forecasters think that spring will come early this year, so we'll just have to wait and see. So maybe, maybe Woody the Woodchuck was right. Uh, other holidays that are happening today you should know about. Today is National Bubblegum Day, observed on the first Friday in February, uh, when kids donate money to be able to chew gum in class. Hmm. Well, I'm, you know, I'm going to a career fair later this morning, so uh, I'm wondering if there will be kids chewing gum in class. But when it comes to bubblegum, it was invented in 1928, and they named the stuff Double Bubble which is actually one of my favorite ones, which is still around. Um, so there you go. Delicious bubblegum. I actually watched uh, uh, History Channel Food That Built America talking about Wrigley gum and you know Blackjack and some of those other classic bubblegums. Uh, interesting how those started out because the guy that was uh, the owner, the creator of Blackjack was really looking for another way to produce car tires. So uh, if you thought <laughs> if you thought blackjack gum was not so good, well, now you know. It was basically going to be like you were chewing on a tire. Uh, today's also International Golden Retriever Day. Aw, love a good golden retriever and perfect for Furry Friends Friday. Uh, also, today is the day the music died. Today commemorates the untimely deaths of Buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper. Uh, the three young rock stars died in a plane crash in Clear Lake, Iowa, February 3rd of 1959 while they were on tour. Don McLean called it the day the music died in his 1972 hit, American Pie. 
Today is also National Carrot Cake Day. Delicious. You know, uh, carrot cake dates back to the Middle Ages. It was actually the first weird pudding that was invented at a time when most people really couldn't get sugar and carrots were the sweetest thing that they could find. Um, so there you go. I guess it's like it's like you're eating vegetables. You know, you're eating cake, but you're also eating your vegetables at the same time. It's a win-win. And today's also uh, National Wear Red Day, raising awareness about heart disease in women. Visit GoRedForWomen.org for more information. And you can't tell because, well, you can't see me right now, but I'm wearing a red sweater. So you just have to believe me. It's time now for Got Something to Say, where I talk to you uh, or talk to a lot of great organizations right here in our community and great people doing awesome things because we want to get the word out about programs, events, and all kinds of fundraisers that are going on. Because, well, if people know about it, they can participate and make things even better in our community. So feel free to reach out to me. If you'd like to be part of Got Something to Say, you can simply email Let's Talk at WSJM.com or you can give me a call, 925-WSJM. Got Something to Say is brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. My guest today, I'm very excited to be talking with uh, somebody that uh, is getting ready for something pretty big, and it's got his name on it, but I'm very excited to be talking with uh, Wilson Chandler. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, looking forward to an event that you have coming up. It's the Wilson Chandler Shootout. Mm-hmm. Uh But tell me, uh, you know, for people that may not know, you uh, graduated from from Benton Harbor High School, 2005, mm-hmm. played basketball at DePaul University, yep. and then had a pretty impressive playing career in the NBA with uh, teams like the New York Knicks, Denver Nuggets, and more. Um, mm-hmm. But what made you decide to uh, to put this all together, this Wilson Chandler shootout? Uh, a few different reasons. Um, I grew up in Benton Harbor, like you said, uh, went to high school there. Um and we always had a great Christmas tournament. We always had uh, deep teams come, uh, whether it was the Detroit Cast Tech, you know, they had uh, Chris Douglas Roberts who played in the NBA as well, or Detroit Denby. So, you know, we always played uh, good competition. So it's like bringing that nostalgia back. Um, also, uh, bringing, um, I think, uh, a bigger broad, you know, on a bigger, on a bigger level, bringing uh, – more teams, or that's more exposure for, you know, uh, players in our area. You know, we have Madawan coming. Um, in Ben Harbor, of course, Kalamazoo Central, but we also have teams from Chicago. We have guys from Detroit, you know, guys from Grand Rapids. So I think it's bringing exposure. we got top teams coming, some of the best players in the state. So, you know, that brings college coaches, you know what I mean? So right. If a, guy, if a guy's not going to look at uh, now, maybe after that he will be. Wilson, where did your love for basketball begin? Uh, with my grandmother, she played in high school down in Arkansas. So, um, and she was a big uh, Bulls fan in the early nineties, Michael Jordan fan. So, yeah, I used to watch a lot of games with her. That's awesome. And then, uh, you know, what what was what was one of your favorite moments of playing uh, at Benton Harbor? Because, like you said, you know, the Christmas tournament was always great because not only mm-hmm. was it uh, a fun thing to do. A ton of people came out to it because usually happened during Christmas break. So a lot of a lot of families coming into town. A lot of former uh, yeah, alumni definitely. as well. But like you said, the competition was also great. Why Why do you think that that it was so important for uh, the team to be able to compete 
with some of the top tier teams uh, around the entire Midwest? Man, a lot of different reasons. I think um, just uh, preparing for the state, you know, one. And I think um, also just in life in general, you know, when you go to college, when you uh, play pro, whether it's overseas or wherever you play at, uh, I think just preparing us, you know, to see that that top talent, you know, and, uh, and seeing when we match up against the top players in the state, you know, um, and also for the fans, just having that excitement, you know, so it was like, we the best team on this side of the state. You know, let's see what we match up like against, you know, a bigger city team. Right. So the tournament's going to take place February 11th. Uh, and it's going to be at Benton Harbor High School. Now, mm-hmm. it's the first year that you're doing this. Are you planning on doing this for many years to come? Yeah. So I'm hoping to make it bigger and better every year, you know, uh, you know, get, you know, uh, more teams, maybe get some teams from Indiana to come. You know, they got a great basketball programs down there. Um, also do stuff outside, outside of the games, build courts in the community. Uh, really good courts, you know, uh, start leagues with the, uh, the younger guys, the elementary and junior high. So, um, kind of expand on that, you know, um, it's, you know, it's bigger than basketball, you know, basketball, you know, opens a lot of doors, you know, to free education, uh, leadership skills, uh, how to interact with different people, you know, uh, how to build, you know, um, not only leadership, but how to also be a leader and also be able to follow, you know, instructions, you know, uh, I think, uh, basketball is a, a great skill set, you know, for a lot of kids, you know, uh, whether you, uh, plan, you know, cause everybody's not going to play in the NBA, you know, so whether you want to be an agent, you want to be in sports management, you want to be a trainer, you want to be a financial advisor, you know, you can do a lot of things to stay around the game you know, throughout. And I think that's the thing people don't teach, you know, just NBA or bus. But right. it's a lot of it's a lot of people in the NBA, you know, uh, outside the players, got coaches, assistant coaches, owners, you know, a guy might be an owner one day, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so when you're wanting to do, you're doing this tournament, and like you mentioned, the proceeds for for this tournament are going to to help out and do some things in the community what's what's the first thing you have planned to be able to, to with the proceeds what do you what are you planning to do in the community uh, the first thing i want to do um we have a, a housing complex uh, we call highland i think it's called blossom acres the the correct name but uh the, the first thing i want to do is put a basketball court out there i mean they have one but rebuild it you know make a real nice one um for the kids to play out there. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, a lot of people, I mean, that whether they become, uh, you know, professional athletes or, you know, they, they get a big job somewhere or they become, uh, I mean, I guess, quote unquote, celebrities, they leave the town that they grew up in. But why would you, why do you think it was so important to to not forget about the community that, that you grew up in and, and can continue to do great work in our community and give back? Uh, for me, um, I think it's simple. I'm more of a low-key person, so that kind of fits my lifestyle, to be honest. You know, I've, I've done under other things, but this more fits my lifestyle, just being more low-key and a slower pace. But it's always important to give back, you know, no matter where you're from. Uh, and, you know, I love the kids in my neighborhood. I love the people in my neighborhood. I wouldn't be nothing without, you know, Ben Harbor, so... Um, that's it in a nutshell, to be honest. Yeah. That's, why I'm, that's why I'm from. That's where my heart is. That's great. So the tournament is going to take place uh, February 11th. And like you said, you're going to have a ton of really great teams. Do you want to run down that list of teams that are going to be joining you at the the first annual, the first of many uh, of the Wilson Chandler shootouts? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so 12 o'clock will kick off uh, with Matawan versus Harper Woods. Uh, if you're not familiar with Harper Woods, it's uh, outside of Detroit. So, And uh, the, co- the coach there I played with, uh, well, I played against, rather, in high school. He was really good. Um, and 2 o'clock, we got uh, DePaul Prep out of Chicago um, versus North Farmington, which is a great team. Uh, they're number two or one in the state right now. I think Ben Harbor played them earlier, maybe a week ago. Wow. And then uh, we got 4 o'clock, East Kenwood out of Grand Rapids, uh, which is another top team in the state. I know they're top 30 at least. Uh, and they're playing Detroit Old Redford. I'm not sure about their rankings, but I know they got a great freshman class. You know, uh, I think they got the top two, well, the top freshman in, in the state, and uh, the other freshman is top 10. So. And they got a really good sophomore as well. And then 6 o'clock is Kalamazoo Central. You know, you know, you're familiar with Ramsey teams. You know, they're gonna play hard. They got a, a kid right. going to Wayne State, I believe, or is he going to Wayne State or is he going to Western? One of the one of the two. Yeah. Uh, but he's pretty good. And they're playing Hamtramck, and I think they had a, a pretty close game down in Hamtramck last year, so that'll be a good uh, a good game. And then the last game is Ben Harbor. You're familiar with, you know, got a lot of good uh, talent, a lot of good yeah. pieces. And they're playing Warren Lincoln. Which is another uh, top team in the state. And they got a good uh, sophomore class. Man, that sounds like a great lineup. Uh, a ton of great teams and a, a full day uh, of fun uh, basketball. Yeah. A lot of people yeah, are here. If you're a basketball fan, definitely yeah. a good day of basketball. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so this is something we need to obviously get tickets. We probably want to get tickets ahead of time for this because we know that uh, that gym is going to be full for for. Yeah. Probably all of these games, and so I hope so. That's what I'm hoping. But you know how it is sometimes in the later games. But hopefully we will get a full house for all the games. So right. We'll see. And uh, how do we go and find more information if we want to get tickets for this, or if we want to, you know, even if we just want to donate and and help out with yeah. the efforts that you're doing in our community. Um, so you can go to the uh, Instagram page, which is uh, Wilson Chandler Shootout, and all the information is there. Uh, same with Twitter. Okay. Yeah, it's not on Facebook as well. So you can find a yeah. link also to get the tickets for that because, like you said, that's most important because uh, that not only is going to get you into the game, but it's also going to help out with the great efforts that you're doing uh, right here in the Benton Harbor community. Uh, again, that's happening February 11th. It's the Wilson Chandler shootout, the first of many that I look mm-hmm. forward to seeing. But uh, I, I'm really happy that I was able to connect with you and chat with you a little bit about it, Wilson. But thank you so much for spending some time with me. You as well, man. I appreciate your time. Appreciate you. Should be a great time at that event and hopefully a packed house for uh, all of those games. But, you know, if you want to be a part of Got Something to Say and chat with me about some of the things that are going on in our community, maybe you're the executive director of an organization and we haven't had a chat. Hey, let's do that. Or maybe you volunteer for a nonprofit. Let's get the word out about something that you have coming up. Maybe it's an event or a fundraiser or something like that. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email let's talk at WSJM.com or you can call me 925-WSJM. Got something to say brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. If you happen to miss the show, check out the podcast, which I highly encourage you. You can listen to this whole show in like 30 minutes or less. Uh, so go do that. Yeah, it's great. I think it's fantastic. Jocelyn giving the uh, the thumbs up. Double thumbs up. You don't uh, don't agree? No, that means agree. Oh, okay, good. Thumbs okay. down is disagree. Well, I'm glad that you're here because Thank I you. wanted to ask you, what is your greatest sense? 
My greatest sense? Yeah, your greatest sense. Out of all your five senses, which one is either your greatest one or your favorite? My Johnny sarcasm, my initial response was 27. I was going to say my my favorite sense is common. Mm. Hey. That's so funny. sarcasm is definitely one that we cannot lose. It's my lose. greatest sense? Yeah. Um, that I think is the greatest or that apparently I have, you know, a super sensitive nose. You do have a good nose. But I think that also has to do with you also, doesn't your nose correlate with people that have good palates? You like, if you have a good palate for tasting things, you sure. also are pretty good. Your yes. sense of smell is pretty solid as well. You also have, and I envy you for this and I envy you for a lot of things, but one of them is Aww. your, your vision. You're, you're oh, because I don't need glasses. I thought you meant like my my emotional uh, um, display of how I how I view things. No, no. You actually mean how my eyes can see. Yeah, okay. I mean now that okay. you say it, the other thing too. Right. What right. you just said. That's what you meant. Comma. Right. The fact that your vision is like better than 2020, I envy you because I've been wearing glasses since I was nine years old. It's the first child syndrome. Yeah. It's tough. Is that is that true? Does the first child always have bad, good vision? Your brother Jeremiah doesn't need glasses. Mm. Everyone else in your family had glasses, and parents included. Weird. We'll have to Same get with a- my family. Everyone in my family has glasses, mm. parents included, and I do not. Interesting. I'm sure that's not normal for all cases of, of first child. But anyways, when it comes to your senses, uh, I got this question. If you could switch one of your senses on and off, what would it be? Ears. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> Sorry. Are you done? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. You know, it's like if you're in a, a crowded grocery store. I see what you're saying. I, yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, or you're listening to something that's really annoying or... Maybe uh, a little bit repetitive. You right. can just shut, exactly. her, shut yeah. her off. Yeah, somebody's singing poorly at a at karaoke. And a crying baby in a restaurant, you know. Or on a flight when you're trying to sleep. I don't fly, but yeah. Yeah, but uh, a recent poll uh, asked a bunch of people if you could gain the power to just switch on and off one of your senses at will, what would it be? And this kind of, I, I like that this, I ran across this this survey because we were having a conversation with some people uh, that have had COVID symptoms mm-hmm. that has, still have no sense of smell. Mm-hmm. And I've known some people that don't have the taste buds mm-hmm. yet. Like, like it's been almost a year of not having those things. I feel like this is another psychological question. Like the sense you choose, you choose says more about your personality than the reason you choose that sense. It might, but let's just boil it down to the five senses. Oh, if we're you, just going to simplify. We're this. just going to, okay. we're, I, we could dive in more of the okay, other but things. For how long? Like, like, just like a switch. Just anytime. You could say, you know, you've got a little switch. You just go click off. I like, think most everyone would do sound. You think sound? I think smell. Because you think of all of the things that you have smelled, the horrible, horrible smells. I could not go the rest of my life without smelling coffee in the morning. Just for It's just an off and on switch, though. 
it's just like it's like on your on your phone when you're you're Bluetoothing. But then that would something. eventually affect your taste. It might. Yeah, your smell would probably affect your taste, but think about it. I love it. how every time Johnny says smell, you guys, he points to his nose. I do. Like, I don't know from where you smell, and, like, I don't know what the nose is for. This goes back to my childhood of when anybody said, where's your nose? I would point yeah, to it. Yeah, that was, I'm like, still, 34 years ago. It was, thank okay. you. Okay, well, everyone, Johnny's still doing a good job. I'm doing a fantastic job. Uh, 40% of people did say... They would switch on and off their smell because you think about driving by a uh, pig farm in Galeen, a pig farm or uh, somebody's trash. You're you're walking your dog. And <laughs> How somebody's slowly are you driving by someone's trash? Can? <laughs> well, if you're just driving by to say hello or seeing how things are going in the neighborhood. What are the other percentages? Because that 40 seems high. 30 percent said hearing like you uh, being able to just switch it off on and off. And then 17% said taste, 10% said touch. Touch, really? Yeah, I don't know why. Unless you're... You don't want to know when things... I mean, okay, I guess if you have uh, sensory issues that, you know, like slimy stuff or right. wet stuff. Yeah, or something's really hot. But that's not where my brain is going. My brain is going to like, I don't want to touch today. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. want to feel hard objects and soft objects and squishy objects like... I don't know. I guess that's why I didn't think of touch. And you need to touch things. You need to be able to touch things and feel the feeling of touch when you're picking things up. So it would make life very difficult. That's probably a more psychological. Oh, uh, man. Man. I don't want to feel today. Whoa. Yeah. I don't think we can dive that deep Yeeks. today. We're going to have to. This might be an extra podcast or something. <laughs> we'll just have to do the deep dive uh, with Jocelyn. But uh, 1%. Only 1%. Of people, when they said if you could switch it on and off just like a light switch when, with your senses, which one would you get rid of? 1% said sight. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't see a reason you would not want to see. Yeah. Well, you have to also, you have to also keep in mind, you have to also keep in mind, I don't know what just happened there. You switch that tongue off. Just I, bleh, my taste, I don't have it. Um, you have to think of, just like anybody that's blind mm -hmm. or deaf, all of your other senses would be heightened. Right. So think of that when you're thinking about turning off one of your senses. I, I will think of that. Yeah. Thank you. You wanted to dive into psych deep psychological stuff, so we are today. Um, but if you could switch off one of your senses, just like a light switch, what would it be? Feel free to give me a call, 925-WSJM, or email Let's Talk at WSJM.com. Thank you, Jocelyn. You can turn your ears back on now. What? The show's over. I usually podcast uh, all the uh, the best parts, which it's all there at WSJM.com and the WSJM app. There's contests that you can check out as well. And closings and cancellations whenever those happen. Uh, but Jocelyn's in here. Hello. Uh, I want to ask you this question. We have a lot of great memories from uh, of when we're growing up. Everybody does. Yeah. And most of those memories happen at... Your grandparents' house. Right. You go to your grandparents, whether it be on the weekends or uh, if they live close by, you're able to go there all the time. Um, what did your grandparents' house smell like? My mother's parents, so my grandparents lived on a farm in Indiana. Okay. And the house smelled like 
black coffee and a little bit of moisture <laughs> in that front entryway. A little bit of dampness. Just like ours does. Our mudroom smells like my grandparents' house smelled. It's the Michigan basement, you know. Yeah. Um, probably with a hint of dryer sheet or fabric softener because mm. she was always doing mm-hmm. laundry. What about you? Um, my grandparents, my father's uh, father's parents, uh, their house smelled. I'm gonna describe it as uh, kind of like a almost like a old restaurant because okay. my she was always cooking. My grandma was always cooking. She cooked at the Kickers Club. She was always cooking. Making us breakfast, uh, lunch and dinner, obviously. Feeding butter. Feeding, uh, yeah. Deliciousness is, I guess that's a way to describe it. It always smelled like something good was going to happen there. There was always cookies. Um, is there a specific food scent that reminds you of her <sighs> specifically? Well, anytime it's German food, like any bratwurst uh, or the smell of bratwurst potato reminds salad. you of your grandma. Potato salad, yeah. I would say okay. a potato salad because she would always bring containers of potato salad. Like, mm-hmm. all right, when we finish this potato salad at, at the, the club, I'm going to then be, because she's just like every grandparent or parent that just, hey, is that sour cream in the back of the fridge or is it chili? <laughs> she would reuse cool that a lot. Containers. Yeah. What is in the Cool Whip container? Just like those, what is it, those Danish butter cookies? Mm-hmm. Is it cookies? Or is it sewing? Is it a sewing cookies? kit? Yes. Um, but yeah, I would say, in a little hint of, because the furniture that she had was furniture they had for probably 30 years the at that point. The entire time they were in America. Yeah, yeah, because they came to America, bought a bunch of furniture in their first like house and apartment, and they kept all that furniture. Because it was made very well. And it was made very well. I actually, literally in this office right now, there is one of the many pieces of furniture that they had from like 1950-something. The credenza. It's the rode across the ocean. It is the credenza that my grandmother rode across the ocean wearing the blanket that we have in the uh, the living room. As a cape. Yeah, this Mm -hmm. is, that's a... That's a little side story of that I always like to joke with Jocelyn that that's how they got to America. But as I digress, uh, the smell, what was the smell of your other grandparents' house? What did that smell like? Um, food. Uh, my dad's parents, um, my namesake, she, mm-hmm. I would say her um, rice and mushrooms. Okay. Or... Or Polish, so something cabbage or maybe um, <laughs> potatoes or ham. The whole house <laughs> smelled like cabbage. Mm, In delicious. a good way. Cab- yeah. Unless it was Christmas, then it smelled like go-to-bed cookies Ooh. or Yule log. Uh, oh, I love a good Yule log. Um, but yeah, I mean, big eating families, so. Yeah. My uh, other grandparents. Uh, oh, I would- also the seashell soap. Oh, yeah. A bowl of soap on the back of the toilet that was shaped like seashells. And you didn't know if you were allowed to use it or not, so you didn't. Everybody had those. Mm-hmm. So it kind of just got dusty and you were like, maybe you're not supposed to use the soaps. Why did everybody? And 
this is I'm going to go off on a little sidetrack here, but why did everybody, especially in like the early 90s and late 80s, why did they always have the heart or the the just the shaped soap? I would say. Yeah, I don't know. All kinds of different ones. Because I think one time around Valentine's Day, my mom yeah. or my grandmother had like the heart shaped ones. But why don't they use them? And it was like post potpourri time. Like potpourri yeah. was like 80s, maybe a little 90s. But it was the shaped, like the themed soaps in the glass dish on the back of the toilet. That no one used. Yeah. Well, we weren't sure if we were allowed to. Right. And that even the towels. There was yeah. always like the decorative towels. Like, am I supposed to wipe well, my hands no, on you this? you never use those, silly boy. But yeah, is, have you ever walked into a house now that your, your grandparents are gone or you, you know, if the houses that they uh, owned, do you... You ever walk into another house and say, oh, my God, this smells like my grandmother's house? Yeah, sometimes. Have you ever? What, I mean, well, our house, our mudroom, if you've just brewed a pot of coffee, yeah. it smells like my mama's house. Lovely. That's I don't make nice. a lot of cabbage, but <laughs> maybe we should. think our house could smell I like think cabbage? what we need to do is we need, the house needs to smell like cabbage, and we need to get those decorative soaps. I need to, uh, we, we need to bring them. If anyone still has seashell soaps from the 90s. Wow, I really said that well. I didn't think I was going to. Seashell soaps. Will they sell them to you? Yeah. Glass dish included, please. That would be lovely. But I would love to know, uh, what what did your or does your grandparents' house smell like? Feel free to give me a call, 925-WSJM. And you can find a ton of great stories. And I always like to tell you about some of those stories you'll find with our Moody on the Market update, which is brought to you by our friends and insurance management service. Call IMS today, your local auto owners agency, with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. And a reminder for you that uh, coming up tomorrow is Polar Plunge happening at Watermark Brewing in Stevensville. Stevensville going to be packed with a ton of people for this Polar Plunge, and it's all to benefit Special Olympics Southwest Michigan and though the temperatures are going to be low, community support is going to be very high this Saturday at uh, 5781 St. Joseph Avenue in Stevensville. will come alive with music, fundraising, pledges, plunges, and spectators that are going to be participating together. Make an icy splash for this year's event presented by the Law Enforcement uh, Torch Run. Now, um, Chris Mason from Watermark, who's co-founder, uh, he says, we partner with a lot of community leaders who make this happen. Last year, our area's plunge raised over $80,000, and our goal this year is $100,000. Now, uh, this is the very first plunge in the very, oh, their very first plunge, that is, in 2019, brought in $30,000. And every year, they raise more and more funds for the Special Olympics. Now, this annual fundraiser occurs all over the country raising money to provide sports training, competition, and health and wellness opportunities to our Special Olympics athletes. And this year, Polar Plunge Michigan has added the Plungester, which is a cool, uh, it's really awesome. It's a big, giant tank that they can bring around, and uh, it's a mobile thing. It's really awesome. And they're also, they're a cool school a Polar Plunge initiative, which participating schools that raise over $500 uh, by February 10th, can have a traveling plunge kit set up on their site 
where students and teachers can be bold and get cold for the Special Olympics. Now, the uh, polar plunge that's going to be happening will begin at noon on Saturday. Check-in opening at 10 a.m. and plungers can register on plunge day if you'd like. So, uh, love to see you out there. I'm going to be emceeing along with uh, Brock from WIRX, so it should be a great time. And the folks from Special Olympics says, we have anywhere from 350 to 500 uh, spectators. Last year, there were 60 registered plungers, and this year, they're way over 100 already. Um, So looking forward to it. You want to learn more about Polar Plunge and register or donate, you can visit plungemi.org and you can check out that full story written by Moody on the Market contributor Jocelyn Tosinski at moodyonthemarket.com and your Moody on the Market update brought to you by Insurance Management Service call IMS today your local auto owners agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles